I guess let's introduce ourselves. Um, my real name's Kurt. I call myself LA Car Dude, kind of like Kobe called himself Mamba, the Black Mamba. And uh, I run a Twitter, and I'm starting this podcast thing. See how it goes. We're pretty much just going to cover baseball, baseball cards, prospects, stuff like that. And uh, these guys next to me, Tim, he's my homie. He's down for whatever. And uh, Landman, introduce yourself. Yeah, Adam, uh, former uh, attorney, found the light, quit, started working in baseball. I worked at uh, Sports Info Solutions in 2020 and 2021, and I was a developmental amateur scout for the Blue Jays last year. For this episode, we're going to cover 2023 tops, um, cover the SSP debacle, and uh, the rookie class. So I guess we can start talking about the SSPs. Uh, I wonder if you guys know, maybe a lot of you know, SP stands for short print. And it originated back in, man, like 40s and 50s. They were printing baseball cards and the sheets would only fit a certain uh, number of cards, right? So if, like, here's an example. In 1948, Bowman, I think it was 1948, they had 68 cards in the set, I believe. And only 62 fit on a sheet. So they would print sheets, right? And they replaced six of the cards with six other cards halfway through and then printed. So those 12 cards were short prints. And then we refer to that as back then as that. But I guess like maybe more in like the 70s, 80s, they realized that some of the cards were more rare. And those, you know, held a premium above some of the other cards. So that's something that was accidentally done back in the day. But Tops ran with it. And they started creating SPs in the newer sets. And they started creating super short prints, which were even rare variations of the cards with different images. SPs and SSPs generally had different images on them, image variations. And now, this year, with 2023, they decided to make an SSP for every card in the set, all 330 cards. So me being like an SP and SSP collector, big fan, been collecting them for a while now. I I don't know. I don't really like it because I thought the fun of it was looking for the SPs, trying to figure out by the image if they were SP or not, and having a bigger chase, I guess. So now they're essentially just parallels to me with a gold yeah. back. I don't know what you think of that line, man. You got uh, you got a bigger chase. You got literally a bigger chase because now you got three hundred and thirty of them to chase. If you want a Kyle Farmar and a Darren Ruff and John Birdie uh, short print, Farmer. which uh, <laughs> you know, congrats on making the major leagues and getting a card. Not only the short print of those guys. Yeah, ex Dodger Kyle Farmar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I guess there's a big. Uh, I don't want to name them. But there's a big card company out there that's giving out a bunch of money for uh, a complete set of SSPs. But on top of that, it has to be a PSA 10 complete set of SSPs. So well, there's two. You, there's two chases. There's a reward for just the complete set, and then there's a reward for four times that for if you get all in the PSA 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, I remember back in the day they were getting a reward for a garbage pail kid. They're getting like 30 grand or something. I don't know. I think I think they're just – it's just like sort of a publicity stunt more than anything. But I guess it's fun. 
and money's fun. So they're going to give you a bounty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take a look at it. But I, you know, you or I aren't getting this bounty. We're not getting 330 of these no. short prints. It's insane. That's just so many. I, I heard, I don't know if you heard that. this, that there's 150 print run. Were you telling me this or did I hear this somewhere yeah, I think else? 150. Yeah, I mean, that's, man, I saw the first one popped up on Twitter and it was like thrashed. So that's 149 chances left to get the PSA 10. Oh, the tops logo was like half missing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I mean, the blue parallels, a lot of the blue parallels were like 125, 150. So it's just like a complete set of blue parallels, which is crazy tough. Yeah, it, 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 it's watered down, the idea of the SP. And I don't know, I don't even think there is an SSP because it kind of, at that print run and that odds, it kind of, they all are SSPs. Yeah, I mean, it's just, back in the day, they made less. They made less of the SSPs. They're really tough, dude. Like 2016, 17, 18. 18 seems really tough. Like the Devers with the blue shirt. Kershaw's tough. A Kershaw just went 2018. Kershaw SSP just went for like 330 or something. Or was it 280? Whatever. And the corners were were dinged up on it. It still went for that much. 2018 was tough. I think because they that was the year they started printing more retail, and there were still as many SSPs. So they're like a really tough pull. <clears throat> so were you were you collecting then during COVID with that whole boom? I started. Big again in 2017. I was buying Ronald Acuna cards for like three bucks, and then in 2018, I was buying blasters like crazy and packs. Had stacks of Shohei's. That was the best year to get back in, dude. 2018. That rookie class think, was insane. I think it had to be 2018 or 2021-22 because. Unless you were getting in and getting either really lucky or you had a lot of money to to get you going. I mean, the boom, the stories that I've heard, like blast, you could pick them up for yeah. 10, 15, 20 bucks and sell them for 10 times that. Yeah. People were getting bites. I mean, they still have the stickers at Target saying like X amount. You can only get five boxes of Pokemon or sports cards. Some places they have them like locked up. I mean, it's, this is three, four years later and it's still, we're still seeing the effects of that. Yeah, dude. It was like Black Friday every Friday. Baseball <laughs> cards. Yeah, it was nuts, dude. Everything 10X'd during COVID. Like, exactly 10X. Like, everything. Like, all the Jordans, all the Kobe's. Dude, because Kobe passed away, like, right around then. It was like a double hype. That was nuts, dude. But 2018, bro, do you can get uh, mega boxes for, like, 15 bucks or something from Target. Now they're selling for, like, 400 yeah, that's it's, well. The megas are selling for like fifty, but the hobbies are selling for like two, three, four, five, six hundred dollars. Two thousand eighteen update. No, 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 no. I'm saying now. Like both. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like just the just the mega boxes are selling for fifty bucks. Dude, yeah, I'm priced out of that stuff. Yeah, I, I'd say I am, but I might have hit up Target right before the podcast, get some uh, Valentine's Day gifts, and got myself oh. one. Dude, for sure. Like, if I'm driving and bored, I'm like, dude, I need a blaster. It's like, it's like just getting a soda or something, you know, stopping it. What, what a time we live in that the other night I was trying to, I had my car was like in the shop for like a week and a half, just sitting there doing nothing. And I got it back last night and we came home from dinner and I told my girlfriend I was going to go look for cards and it was a cover to look for Valentine's Day shit. <laughs> 
Yeah. She doesn't get mad when you look for cards? No, no, she's she's cool about it. Dude, nice. Keep her. Yeah. I got lucky there. Yeah, my wife would give me shit until I my Twitter hit like six thousand followers, then it was okay. Magic. Well we also don't we also don't talk price, so maybe we shouldn't talk price on the podcast. Yeah, I know. I heard some guy like <laughs> on the vintage packs, I remember on Facebook, he's like he bought this pack for like five hundred or six hundred. It was like an eight eighty seven basketball pack. And he got it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I bought this because I know my wife wouldn't, like, think it's worth a lot. <laughs> it's like this little pack, like 550 bucks. Man, I know we're supposed to be talking about tops, but explain to me this. How are 90s basketball cards selling for, like, 50 cents, dollar if you're lucky, a card, but selling for 5K for a box? Little box. Like, how is – explain that one to me. Wait, 5K for what box? Yeah, man, I was at a uh, hobby shop, and they were selling uh, the Fleer Metal. The ninety six, ninety seven for five k. I saw them at card shows. It's the same thing. Like that was one of the things I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna like I know they're not worth anything. I'm just gonna rip a bunch of junk wax and just kind of relive my days as a kid." Oh, the hell! I can get a case for the price of a box. And they no, don't sell they have, I think they have those precious metal cards in there, dude. That are worth yeah. like five grand in a PSA one. There you go. Talking about short prints, dude. That might be the hypest, like insert set of all time like seriously the pre- precious metals because there's precious metals marvel cards that go for like crazy oh man i didn't know that yeah i might have to get some of those give the base cards to my nephews i think they were made out of this no like a cheaper quality jeter 93 sp you know you know how those cards are like super condition sensitive because of the foil yeah. yeah it's like that i think yeah those are those are cool though so yeah those i'd love to rip a box up there's no way you're pulling one I was like, no way. No. And all the time I was a kid, I never pulled a precious metal. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you. I wasn't ripping a lot of clear metal, even though it was one of my favorites, because, man, I, if I was lucky if I had 20 bucks to spend on cards back then. Yeah, I know. Yep. You ever oh, find anything, uh, any good ones in your old stash? Old, old stash. Your old 90s stuff. You ever find any good ones in there? Dude, I probably went through them like 500 times, and... Nothing good, because I knew it was good back then, you know. But I did have like a a box of of Marvel cards, like Series One, and I had them like in the garage, and the box got all gross. So I just threw it out, and then like during COVID, they like shot up in price. Like, what the hell? And now it's like Wolverine's rookie card. It's like, how did that? Happen? <laughs> Get a Bowman's first out of a Professor X. Who knows? They stopped doing weird. <laughs> no, I, I had some of those, but they weren't. Uh... Tim. Well, they weren't the good Marvel ones, which is Stop fine. They were feet stuff. up, and I don't want to move them. Something weird stuff. <laughs> What's wrong with your mouth? <laughs> I love it to Tim. Like, dude, what is up with your mouth? <laughs> this is Tim. He's down for whatever. Oh, yeah, I, already, I think I already introduced him. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, so back to Tops 2023. We talked about the SSPs and how I thought that was a bad idea, but how everyone's probably going to love it. Uh, well, for me, it's bad because, you know, I'm like old school with my SSPs. But, uh, yeah, so let's talk about the rookie class. Landman, this is up your alley. Yeah, it's, class. It's, a little, it's a little different from years past because of the depth of the class. I mean, it's pretty exciting. You never really know who's going to be. Like, everyone thought Wander was going to be great. And to be honest, he will be. But, you know, there are bumps in the road. Mike Trout came up and was terrible at first. In his first, I don't know, 100 at-bats. And then the next year, I mean, it was he was Mike Trout. 
So Julio even is, had, his, had his struggles, but but last year you had a really strong top tier of rookies in Julio, Witt, um, Pena, you got an update, and then um, Wander Gold Cups. And then there were some fun other guys, pitchers, catchers, but nobody that I think really got people excited in the hobby like, like those other guys. Now, I don't know if it's going to be that kind of a rookie class, but you've got more chances um, for there to be those kind of rookies, or at least really exciting rookies that the hobby will like. You got um, Gunnar Henderson is probably going to be the favorite off the bat because he's got power. He plays up the middle. Um, really, really toolsy guy. Um, I personally like Adley. I think he's the best catcher to come out of the minor leagues since Buster Posey. I mean, I know the hobby doesn't like catchers, but, you know, collect what you like. I like baseball players, so I collect catchers, I collect pitchers, whoever I like, whoever catches my eye. And Adley is just on a different level. I mean, he is he's, he is good, is what I'm going to say. That's I, nothing else to say. He's good. He's going to yeah. be a chase. And then um, you got Corbin Carroll and, um, and then Michael Harris. Michael Harris. Let's see who else we got on here. Yeah, Money, Money Mike, I think, might be the early favorite for um, Hobby Darling. Kind Dude, of. what about Vaughn Grissom? That guy started off, like, super good, and then what happened? Is he still super good? Well, I mean, he's good. Um, there are a lot of pieces on the roster, kind of like, I know you're a Dodgers guy, so kind of to equate it. Atlanta's roster is pretty stacked. So with Dansby Swanson gone, we're really going to see what Vaughn Grissom can do. And he's one of those guys. I mean, Michael Harris is, you know, this is his first rookie. He debuted last year and was a good prospect. He was kind of a back-end top 100, maybe top 50-ish prospect. But he just came and just took off. And uh, Money Mike, Money Mike did well. I think Money Mike got paid. Didn't he get his extension? Dude, I think they locked I don't know, him up like eight years. Though. Yeah, they, they already locked. They already locked him up. They got that uh, Atlanta voodoo going on there. They got Acuna, Riley, Harris, all these guys signed to long term deals. What do you think? And uh, Chrisman, Chris the next guy. We'll see. What do you think of Acuna this year? I think Acuna. If you've got the money and you're really looking to kind of find guys who, whose value can explode, I think he's probably got to be the number one guy on your list. I mean, this was his. This was his first year back from ACL injury. So there was going to be some rust. Dude, he's got some swag. Have you seen him do like the LeBron celebration? Like in that, it was like winter ball or something where he spent like 20 seconds like doing all this shit. I don't even know. I was like, oh man, that, people loved it though. <laughs> he, he's fun, man. I still remember, I mean, he, there was one time when I was at SAS, we were just kind of watching a game, just me and a couple guys at work and one of my buddies was a big uh, Braves fan, so we watched a lot of Braves game. The dude scored on an infield hit from second base. He just gets the Red Sox, just tore around third base and didn't even stop. And geez, maybe it was because Devers was the ball was hit to Devers, but the dude just <laughs> flies and he plays hard, which, you know, he can get some injuries, but most exciting player in baseball if you're talking tools. Yeah, dude. It doesn't even seem like he swings that hard. And he just hits the bombs. Man, he, he can do it all, and they're they're going to be tough. You know, they like Kristen down in Atlanta, and we'll uh, we'll see what he can do over a full season because he's got big shoes to replace in Dansby Swanson. Dude, so Devers doesn't feel good. He's not a good fielder. 
Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. good thing that you can hit, hit dude. Yeah, you can hit. I can get hit. He's consistent too. Now, paid, speaking, right? of, speaking of the what's that? He got paid, right, Devers? Yeah, got no, he. Didn't he? I don't, dude, I think he, he either signed a, another talking to him about a deal. He might have gotten paid. Shit, I think he did, dude. That guy's got some. That guy has a rookie that I love. It's a 2018 Sapphire. That set was super rare, dude. 2019, they double printed the Sapphire. It was a Topps.com exclusive, and 2018 just popped up out of nowhere. And I forget how much it was. It was like 50 bucks a box or something. But uh, our call ends in 10 minutes. Maybe I should upgrade to premium. Or just record the first half of the call. <laughs> I know, huh? I think it's 644, my code. I forgot my water. It's only 10 bucks a month. Ooh, it worked. All right. You've unlocked longer calls. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, 2018 Sapphire, dude. Monster set. Crazy monster set. That has a Devers, has a Shohei, has a Cunha, has like a Cunha auto, like landscape auto. Dude, when that Acuna Sapphire came out, it was like 100 bucks, 150 That thing shot up to like 1000 like raw. A couple months later, because people realize how rare that set was. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a, I'm a Bowman guy, but top Sapphire, it's, it's legit. I was disappointed in this last one. Did you do any of them? No, I'm, I'm always too slow. Uh, they, uh, it was like 250 a box, no autos, super, super, with like 660 cards. So, like, the check was crazy. Yeah, that's like our days, like, like Tiffany or something. Yeah. I did a little of the Topps Chrome update Sapphire. That was that was pretty fun. Topps Chrome update Sapphire. Wait, what? Yeah. So it was just it was just Topps Chrome update, and they did Sapphire, and they they sold out pretty quickly. Did they Sapphire got a every set? Yeah, I think so. Dude. Um, so was man, 2018 it was, update was the first Sapphire. I think 2018 so. was the first. I think so. Update. This is my first tops anything. You know, I went back in years in uh, Bowman because I'm a Bowman guy. So yeah, twenty draft. That's my favorite. But for tops, I really just started getting into it because of Julio and Wander and those guys. What did you hit in in those sapphire boxes? Anything? The first, the first one I got, I hit an orange Wander. It's pretty. Uh, it was pretty. Orange fun. Wander. Yeah. Dude, where is that? I got it uh, in my stash over here. Bro. Do I need to have my stash ready to go for the uh, dude, not yeah. that stash? That's a monster, dude. Orange want. Wait, is that 25? Yeah, I think well, I think orange is 25. It always changed it up. I know. Um, oh, this is Bowman. Yeah, here you go. I hit this one yesterday. I can't see that. What is that? Ichiro? Dude, I can't see that. It's like glary. Pull it back. Yeah. Oh, Jordan. Dude. Yeah, that's a but color that's match. It's a color match, dude. Yeah, man, that's a cool card. 
That thing is sick. There's some people that are, love Jordan, dude. After that home run, that clutch home run. You want to talk about underplayer values in the or players that are undervalued in the hobby, man. I mean, yeah. Well, people are scared of his knees. They're scared of his knees, dude. That's what it is, I think. It's Houston, it's Houston is what it is. Oh, that. And he's huge. And people think huge guys don't last, like Frank Thomas. Yeah. Maybe, but, I mean, what he's doing now is pretty spectacular. Frank Thomas played for, like, 22 years, and that dude was giant. That dude yeah. swag, too. I love that guy. Talk about SPs. Remember the uh, Frank Thomas the, with the no name? Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude, that's been a cha- That's been – people have been after that card for so long, dude, since, like, 90. Yeah. Like, there's a story behind it, too. It was like, there's another card in the set that has a little bit of black missing. And they're saying, like, that was the next card over on the sheet. And it was just, like, a, a printing mistake that happened, like, in a Philadelphia, like, printing factory or something. And it, ha- and it was, like, they fixed it really quick. And it only released in, like, those, like those fat packs. That's a rumor. Like, the 1990, like, jumbo packs. They're, like, cellos. There's videos of dudes, like, opening, like, cases of that. There's this one video where this guy was, like, dude, I've been opening these packs for, like, 30 years. I've never got one, and he pulls one, dude, on YouTube. There's a video about that. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense once you say it was done. They was in a Philly manufacturing plant. <laughs> yeah, no, That's see, I got some Philly buddies. No one knows a true story. No one knows a true story, but it's a legend. That car's sick, dude. It's worth like five grand in a PSA two. Is it really, dude? It's worth bank, dude. Yeah, go get legend, some uh, white out. Put it online, dude. Nah, but it's it's crazy. There's fakes of it. There's there's counterfeits of that card. Yeah. Man, it's crazy what there are counterfeits of. Like, yeah, I know the new cards are made out of such crazy material, though. I don't think they could they could counterfeit a lot of the stuff, like the sapphires and stuff. Yeah, those are nuts. Let's look more. Let's look at this rookie class some more. Ezekiel, yeah, Duran. You, Ezekiel Duran, man, he's um. He's a fun guy. He's not going to be a big chase, but he's one of those guys that came over in the Gallo trade that was, you know, so, so hyped at the time, and then obviously didn't really work out for the Yankees. Um, but they they did a little more quality over quantity. The Rangers got back in that trade, so you know the Yankees kept Volpe, they kept Jadom, they kept Oswald Peraza, who is a rookie in this uh, set, who might be a little more of a buzzy chase. Um, yeah. But Duran and Josh Smith are both in this, and they're more of the glue type guys. And, you know, the guys, the prospects they got back, the Rangers, are legit prospects. And Duran and Smith are the two best ones, probably. But they're more, I know you're a, you're a Dodgers guy, so they're like more kind of the Chris Taylor, like glue guys, do a little bit of everything, versatility, clutch hitting, um, but, you know, not really all star type ceiling. Although I think Chris Taylor went to an all star game, didn't he? Uh, I think maybe like two years ago, last year. Not last year, the yeah. year before, I think. Yeah, he did. He had a good year, dude. Well, because he's a utility guy, so I mean, that's why he made it. Well, that did what you had a campaign, right? Oh, I can't remember. Did, you didn't. You didn't put up billboards in LA saying vote for him. Oh, maybe. I don't. Remember, <laughs> I don't really remember that. Dude, that's, that's uh, like, Kike was my favorite though. When we lost Kike, dude, like it's like Dodgers lost their soul, dude. Like, seriously, that guy and uh, Verdugo, man, they lost a lot, but they got bets. 
So yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll take that trade yeah. nine times out of ten, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But uh, all right, so who else is on this set? Let's go through. So there's uh, there's some there's a lot of really solid guys who have the chance to kind of pop in um, in big markets. Um, Brett Beatty in New York for the Mets, third yeah. baseman. He yeah. came up, hit a, hit a home run really quick, and then he was a little—he's a little young, a little overmatched. Um, He'll—I uh, think he'll have better things ahead for him in twenty-three. Yeah, he hit his uh, home run in his first at bat, I think, and then yeah. everyone just like his cards blew up. Vaughn Grissom did the same thing, though. I think. Yeah, Vaughn Grissom had a really quick start, and then there wasn't really a spot for him. So I think the consistent playing time. Will really help Grissom. Um, another guy is um, your guy, Miguel Vargas. Yeah. Once he gets some, he did the same. I think he had a double in his first at bat, like maybe like off the wall or right in front of the wall in San Francisco, was it? And then he played like one other game after that, and then got sent down, and maybe got like some pinch hit at bats late in the season. But he looked overmatched after that. He looked a little well. There wasn't really playing time for him. Yeah, yeah. He you know, coming off the bench like and expect a hit against some dude pitching ninety eight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he'll be, he's ready. He, that's a guy who is ready. It looks like he will have a role, um, whether it's a third base, maybe it's a second base. I don't think he's actually played there, but I've heard that maybe that they could give him a shot there because, you know, there's a spot. Um, but I would pencil him into, unless something goes wrong if he's not starting for the Dodgers because they let some guys go knowing that they had some guys ready to step up. And I, no, think, I think they announced, is I think they the announced he's starting shortstop or something. Like, they're going to try him at shortstop. Something like that. But that guy might be a good buy, actually. Vargas is a great buy. His his market, we're talking hobby market. And you know he's one of my original PCs when I started collecting again back in uh, early 2022. Um, his market shot up, you know, like normal at the when he debuted. But then since he didn't play anymore, his market tanked. I mean, his market, you could get anything Dude, you wanted. I know. Yep. That's, I mean, that's that's what happens with Dodgers, though. Like, Gavin Lux, dude, Gavin Lux prices were up, like, with Bellinger prices when Bellinger was an MVP. Like, before he was coming up, they were, like, equivalent. They were, like, the same price. It's crazy. And then he came up and it's went, boom, like, down hard. Those Dodger prospects are sketchy, dude. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. It's not even really the prospects because if there's one team who can develop prospects – it's the Dodgers. They know who to target. They know how to develop them, and they get them up there. The problem has been there's just no room. Yeah. So I think he's gonna. I think the plan. You know, Friedman came up. The president. He was with the Rays. So you know, he's now got money to use, and he used it. But I think he understands how to roster build, and that's you're not signing every big free agent. You need to develop from within, and they're system is just spectacular you're going to see some guys come up you've seen some guys come up and you're going to see some more and they're going to have plenty of ready to go whether they're going to use it for trades call-ups or to kind of get their feet wet like you know like a tony gonsolin got his feet wet a couple years ago and has slowly started to become a more prominent member of that uh of that rotation yeah yeah for sure dude yeah gavin lux was clutch last year he was clutch yeah it's He's he's going to be the next guy for them. I mean, I know everyone's been waiting around for that, but he can play, and it's his time, and I think he's going to show out. Yeah, he was untouchable during the best the best trade. Remember, they went yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know as a Rangers fan growing up, uh, 
Dustin May. He was Dustin not May. available in that U Darvis yeah, trade. Yeah. He is a big Texas uh, high school pitching prospect, and they wanted him from what I heard, and they could not get him. They were he was not on the table, and you know he he had the injury last year. He'll be back. You want to see a guy pitch, man? This guy's just got nasty stuff. Yeah, I'm really hoping he can pitch a full year and be healthy and show what he can do because he started to at the beginning of last year, and then he just got injured. And uh, he's the he's the pitcher I'm most excited to see in 2023. He just so happens to be on your team. And, yeah, he's got some crazy movement on his pitches, like every yeah. pitch. Cool. Let's talk about this dude right here. Uh, where's this guy? Jeter Downs, dude. What's up with him? He's been a prospect for like eight years. <laughs> right? Jeter Downs, man. He's got he's got some holes in his game. I mean, he's he's got tools. He's very athletic, but that swing has got some holes in it. And it's kind of as he's gotten risen through the ranks, those holes have been exposed. And I don't even know what what team is he on now. Red I know Sox, the Red, no, Red the Red Sox. Sox. Yep. I thought the Red Sox DFA'd him. Maybe yeah, they, they he, he maybe he did he slid through and they got him on a minor league deal, but he has a card. You're right. This rookie this rookie uh is pretty kind of stacked, dude. For this for twenty twenty three series one. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of names on there. And it's not just tier one, tier two. There's a so big, I would say one B. Yeah, there's some good ones in here. I want a rainbow Ezekiel Duran. Well, you might be able to. That's the good thing about not going after the Michael Harris or the Adley or Gunners. You can go after those guys, and Duran's going to have a career. I mean, it may not be the flashiest career, but he's the guy that people want on on their team. He's scrappy. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he signed for ten grand or sixteen grand, and he he grinded and made it. Yeah, he's going to have a role. I, it's curious to see how he's going to fit with the Rangers because they've got like what I was saying with Josh Smith. They've got similar pieces. And I don't know how the, they got a lot of young guys coming up, so there might be some trades in there, and you might see somebody like Ezekiel Duran on your favorite team next year or at the trade deadline. Yeah, um, dude, hell yeah, that dude's. The, fun, dude. I'll, say, I'll say another guy. I'll say another guy. I'm really excited for is uh, Riley Green on Detroit. Oh yeah, he was hyped at first, and then people got off him. I don't know what happened. He's well. He's a high school bat, and you know. Prospect development, it's not linear. You have setbacks. You know, Trout came up and his first 100 at-bats were terrible. And then the next year, he was Mike Trout. Yeah. So there's, I know in the hobby, there's a lot of tendencies to jump on and off the bandwagon really quickly. But if you're looking for somebody to get a PC of and try and, you know, follow their career, I had Riley Green, the dude can just hit. Yeah. Is he tall? He looks tall. Yeah, he's a tall, lanky guy. I think he's added a little bit of muscle um, as he's come up. But, yeah, high school, outfielder, a little bit of a risky pick. Um, but they, those guys, man, they have really big ceilings, and that's why they go in the top 10, top 5, or number 1 overall, you know. Guys like yeah. Buxton. You know, not to say the green is Buxton, but he has tools. Like, his hit tool. He, he's got power. I mean, it's just, it's major league ready, but is he going to get exposed to the different pitchers? You know, it's not to get too bogged down in it, but he's going to be fun to watch. He got a cup of coffee last year. I don't think he set the world on fire, but he's a younger guy. So we're, we'll see how he does. Cool. So who's your uh, top three picks on this rookie class? 
Who should people be buying? We're going top three, and assuming Carroll is auto only, I think it's got to be Harris, Henderson, and Adley. But if you're looking for some guys who could be of that caliber that really aren't, I like Miguel Vargas, um, Tristan Casas out of Boston, yeah. big power hitting first baseman. Um, we'll see. He's a younger guy, too. I think he's could be pretty fun, and he plays in that Boston market. So there might be some competition for him, but it's not. he's not of that kind of caliber yet. So Gunner's the man in this set? Gunner's the man. He's got to be your favorite for rookie of the year going into the year. Really? Yeah. Damn. Let's get that Gunner. Gunner SSP. I don't know. I kind of like everyone having SSP because then I could just say, you know, they got an SSP instead of like looking it up. You don't think it waters it down? No, I know it does. For sure. <laughs> it makes it a parallel, dude. It's, it takes all. Dude, it breaks the rules of SP. Like the rules for like 100 years. No. Like 80 years of SPs are just broken now. And there's no going back. That's it. Everything's going to be an SP from here on. Image variation. At least they could have, could have called it something different than SP. I guess it's just like a buzzword now, you know? So. Well, what, they're calling it something. What is it, like the mirror image parallel or something? Mirror, but it literally says SSP on the back of the card. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's like having your cake and eating it too. It's, you've, you've even got the different. Uh, I guess it's only on the back, the gold border. No, or so there's a gold. I think the tops thing is gold too. The tops logo yeah. on the front. Yeah, That's it's just like they took like I can't notice what an SP is like literally. Like okay, you can't notice. Well, here you go. Now you can really notice. People aren't gonna miss this one, and they're gonna make one for every player. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I'm bitter. I'm bitter a little bit, but it'll be fun. I, I I'll get Kershaw, and that's it. I'm out. Kershaw, I guess I'm I gotta get Vargas. Uh, Vargas one now. I'm excited. I know. All right, we'll we'll go for Vargas. We'll battle on eBay for Vargas. <laughs> we'll split some team breaks. You get Kershaw, I get Vargas. Oh hell yeah, dude! Let's do that. There we go. I'm down. Blow some money. Cool, dude. So uh, yeah, anything more to talk about? How long have we been talking? I think this one's about th- we're about 35, 40 minutes. Dude, this thing keeps this video keeps uh quitting on me i have to keep restarting it i accidentally like double clicked it and it went full screen and then it like killed it are we did we did we get it you want me to talk about some more rookies um oh we talked for 40 minutes 40 minutes um more rookies uh who else is there <clears throat> wait let me share my screen dude maybe i should have done this already oh yeah okay so here's the list can you see that no, nah, that's too small. Too small? Bro, maximize it. Oh, here we go. I think you could double-click it, no? Double-click your window? Yeah, I'm seeing it, but you're moving around. Okay. I, I did see another one on here that I like. Um, it's it's a catcher. Well, there's two catchers. Shea Langliers is a fun one, but as a guy who was with Toronto last year, he got traded, but Gabby Moreno. Oh, okay. The dude, the dude can hit. Now, he didn't have a lot of power last year, but... If you like catchers, you're going to like Gabby Moreno. The Blue Jays just had a ton of catchers between uh, Kirk and Danny Jansen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was expendable, but he's a top 10 overall prospect. I mean, How'd they make room for in him? a lot of rankings. What's that? How did they make room for him? They traded for uh, actually a guy who can play catcher, but Dalton Varsho from the Diamondbacks. He's a center fielder and a catcher. 
guy can run, guy yeah. can hit. He's to work on getting the base a little bit more, but yeah, it's a, he's an exciting player, but I don't know long-term who's going to have the better career, and they traded a Lord Scoriel with him, too. With so they're, they're high on Darsha. With Kirk or the other guy? What's that? Did they trade a catcher? To... Yeah, they traded uh, Gabby Moreno. They traded him to Arizona. Oh, they for... traded Gabby Moreno. Yeah, so Kirk is oh, still shit. there in, uh, in Toronto. Oh, and now okay. they got the they got their catcher down in uh, Arizona. They have Carson Kelly too, but Gabby Moreno should take that job. Off, they're hoping he does. Okay. What about Josh Smith? Did you talk about him? Yeah, good? Josh Smith is uh, the guy they got in the Rangers got in the Gallo trade. He is um, kind of like the Chris Taylor type. I think that's that's who I compare him to. Utility um, guy, or yeah, yeah. Okay. He can play second shortstop. They've given him some reps in the outfield too because. They don't have a, a settled outfield yet. They've got some guys coming up, and then they've got some younger guys who can play, but I don't think their outfield picture is really settled yet. So they've given guys like Duran and Josh Smith some reps last year. Yeah, those utility guys don't see Hobby Love like ever, really. No. I, I got another name for you that may not get Hobby Love either, but it is uh, Hunter Brown for the Astros. Hunter Brown, dude, here he is. The dude's just got nasty stuff. Really? And, you know, with Verlander leaving, there might be some room in that rotation. And he's he can pitch. He can pitch. And he's going to be fun, man. He's got sis-up moves. Nice. Cool, dude. So I guess that kind of wraps it up for this rookie class, at least the, really the standouts, I guess. Right? Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, there's some other guys that, that could make some noise that, or that might be kind of like fan favorites. One other name I'll, I'll say um, is Vinny Pasquantino, first baseman for the Royals. Um, I don't know if you're into fantasy baseball. I know some guys were super high on him. He had some really interesting analytics, um, and he's just got power. Like, the dude can thump. Oh, here he is. Royals? Yeah. Cool, dude. It's Kansas City. It's Kansas City. And we saw what guys in Kansas City not named Bobby Witt did. MJ Melendez last year. Yeah, that's what I'm searching for. He's, he's, he's a really good name. He's a catcher. He got some time other places because they have Salvi Perez still. Mm-hmm. But MJ Melendez is very good young player. And Pasquantino may not even be as good as Melendez. But he might get more love in the hobby because of his game. Yeah, I know Melendez. For sure. That guy hits bombs, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, the dude is probably going to, in his prime, be 280 hitter, get on base, hit home runs, can, can catch, which is very valuable on a major league team, but for whatever reason, the hobby <laughs> just doesn't love catchers like, like yeah. uh, major league teams. Yeah, kind of funny. All right, so uh, we covered 23 tops, the rookie class. I think that's it, right? So yeah. I guess we'll conclude it. And uh, maybe we'll have another podcast. Maybe we'll have an episode two. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for for our, th- our three listeners. One, two, and three. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, then. I'm going to stop the video. I'll see you guys All right. later. All right. All right.